I'm Paige Smith, and you're listening to the Divine Nature Podcast, Episode 12, Remedies for Loneliness. Hey there, welcome to the Divine Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Smith, and I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. On this podcast, I'll teach you a blend of gospel principles and coaching tools with the goal of helping you put off a natural man and create a vibrant, fulfilling life. You ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here listening with me today. Today, I've picked a topic that I think is particularly affecting a lot of people right now, but I do believe that it's especially prevalent to Latter-day Saint women, and it's the topic of loneliness. And at some time or another, you know, we all experience loneliness, and being lonely is I think that we can all agree that being lonely is not a very pleasant thing to experience. And so as humans, we are social creatures, right? And so we are wired for empathy and connection. And so being with one another is an innate desire that comes from our primal need to survive as well as our higher identity as part of our heavenly family. And so social isolation can be very damaging to our mental health. You know, so much so that it's even been considered as a form of torture or punishment in the form of solitary confinement in some cases. And so if we're left alone for too long, we literally go mad. Um, Being lonely and isolated is not something that is very healthy for for a human over a long period of time. And so we can also experience a sense of loneliness even when we are among other people. When we perceive that there's a lack of desired connection or intimacy within a certain situation, either because we or someone else who is present does not reciprocate, we can generate the emotion of loneliness as well. And so what I see, I see this a lot in Latter-day Saint women, including myself, you know, within our families and within our wards. And so for some women, you know, we feel lonely and disconnected in our marriages, For some of us, we feel lonely because we've been teaching primary forever and just wish that we could be in Relief Society where all the big people are and we can have that connection with other like-minded women. Um, We, for some of us, we wish that the sisters assigned to minister to us would be, would do more than just a text of just checking in, you know, and some of us are, you know, maybe stuck at home with our kids all day and are just craving some adult interaction in one way or another. Whatever our reasons are, we usually have pretty good reasons to feel lonely. And so while loneliness is normal and healthy to experience, some of us might feel might be feeling a great deal of loneliness that might not be serving us. And so while the emotion of loneliness is designed to motivate action that connects us to other humans, Sometimes we fall into the trap of perpetuating the loneliness by isolating ourselves further from others with our beliefs and thoughts and actions. And so chronic loneliness can be detrimental to our mental health. And so bringing ourselves to the awareness of what we are creating for ourselves in terms of loneliness in our mental health, and then deciding on purpose if we are creating what we want, or if there's other aspects we'd like to change, um, we can we can decide what we will change in order to experience more connection in our lives on purpose. And so so one of the key things I want you to take away today is that loneliness, because loneliness is an emotion, 
we get to decide if we will think thoughts that generate loneliness for us. There is going to be times that you want to feel alone and feel that sense of loneliness. It's going to feel very right to you. But there's going to be other times where you wish you were connected and you believe that because there's no one else around or anything else like that, that that connection is not available to you. And so the best news is that connection is available um, just as much as loneliness is. And connection is an emotion that comes from within us. Um, There are two remedies that I recommend to increase connection and reduce unnecessary loneliness. And the first remedy is to befriend yourself. And so one reason why being lonely can be so painful is because we don't want to be alone with our own thoughts. And so we numb ourselves out by mindlessly consuming things like food and television and social media, whatever it might be. And we numb ourselves because we don't want to listen to all the negative self-talk and the garbage that's running on autopilot in our brains that we have been needing to clean up or we've been neglecting or trying to ignore and push down and resist. And so we don't want to deal with any with that. And so we kind of hide from ourselves by um, looking outside of ourselves instead for um, comfort and um, any sort of way to escape what we are experiencing internally. And so when we don't have a sense of love or high regard or care for ourselves, it's really uncomfortable to be with ourselves. And so have you ever done this with another person where you really don't like or care for another person, but you're like sitting really close to them or you're in the same room with them and it's just the two of you and it's just like awkwardly silent and like you really just want to get out of there as soon as possible. And so you find yourself feeling incredibly uncomfortable and awkward when you're with this other person. And we do this with our own selves too. And so we're awkward and we tiptoe around ourselves and we can't wait to escape. And we do this in order to maintain as much comfort as possible. And we avoid our negative self-talk so that we don't have to do anything about it. Because, you know, change is hard and our brains hate that. <laughs> and so, but the skill of learning to be in, a, in loving, peaceful solitude is predicated on the skill of being connected with oneself. And when we're fully connected, or at least increase our connection with ourselves, we increase our awareness of what we are thinking and what we're creating in our lives and within ourselves and for ourselves. And we also have awareness of our wants and our needs. And we intentionally decide to answer those wants and needs. And when it's even when it's inconvenient or uncomfortable to do so. And when we are connected to ourselves, we decide that we are going to build a better relationship with us. And we care that we, and so what, and when we, are building a better relationship, you know, we care what we think and we care and we take care of us and we think that our opinions, wants, and needs are important and we believe that we are important and have something to offer and we lovingly redirect ourselves when we um, are able to have the awareness to be onto our own BS that's been holding us back. 
And so what happens when we decide to be connected with ourselves and we do that work, solitude doesn't feel so lonely anymore. And when even if we are in a crowd of people that we might not know, we can still feel connection because we're fully present and connected with ourselves. We bring the connection. We don't get it from other people. We decide if we want to be connected with ourselves and we decide if we want to be connected to others and we generate it all with our thoughts and beliefs within that given situation, within that given moment. And when we become connected with ourselves, we will naturally develop our ability to create connection when we interact and think of other people, which leads me to the second second remedy. Uh, that I want to tell you about today uh, for loneliness. And that's by being a friend. So the first one was being a friend to yourself, befriend yourself. And the next one is to be a friend um, to others. And if we are the ones bringing the connection, we can feel connected with any person at any time, at any moment. We can decide that we are going to be friends with others and what that looks like and then believe and generate and act whatever way we want in order to create that connection that we feel towards another person. Another person doesn't have to say that you are their friend in order for you to decide that you are going to be their friend. We all have these ideas of what a good friend, in quotations marks, what a good friend is. We think that we should be able to tell them everything or that they will always be there when you need someone or that they should have the same sense of humor and riff off with you. Whatever it is that we have this visualization of what a good friend might be, What happens is that when other people don't meet these expectations that we have of what a good friend should be, we write them off or we kind of minimalize the connection and friendship that we have with that person. And we end up disconnecting ourselves from them and we create isolation and loneliness for ourselves when we do this. And the only thing that it takes for someone to be your friend is your decision that they will, that they are your friend. You then get to decide how you will be their friend. You get to decide that you will show up and you get to decide that you will meet your expectations of what kind of friend um, you believe you should be in order to be a good friend. And that is your responsibility and you take that on for yourself. And so if you want to be someone that you can count or that they can count on, someone that they can laugh with, something that or someone that they can spend the day with, Uh, someone that they can share everything to and you'll keep it confidential, whatever it is that you've decided a good friend should be, you get to do all of that because you have complete control and authority over you and how you decide to show up as a friend. And so then as as the best friend you can be, you also open yourself up to decide that you just get to let them be them with no expectations, no need for reciprocity, You just get to love them and accept them as exactly as they are without any expectations or strings attached because you get to feel all the love for them. You get to feel all the connection from showing up the way that you want to. You get to create and be the author of all of it and you don't need them to react to you in a certain way in order to feel connection. 
even if someone that you want to extend friendship to shows that they're not interested, you still can feel connected to them. You can still decide that you will honor their boundary and that you're there for them whenever they need you anyways. You know, whatever you want to do within that situation, they can say, you know what, stay away from me. You can decide, you know what, as your friend, I'm going to honor that boundary. And so now there's going to be times when you decide that you want to disconnect from certain people because you have your own boundaries of what you will accept in a relationship. And it's really tempting to want to delete people. And you don't have to be friends with everyone. I'm not suggesting that you do that. But if you like your reasons for being friendly with someone, decide that you are their friend and continue to show up for them. But if you don't want someone around you because you are choosing on purpose what you want in your life, you can still love them and allow them to be who they are and have empathy and even connection with them. And all you can do all of this while maintaining your boundary of what you will do if they violate your personal rights. With the current landscape of the way that humans interact right now, it kind of began with the age of social media and it's kind of um, a little bit more pervasive now as uh, coronavirus specifically has kind of had has everything shut down. Um, being a friend right now takes a lot of intentionality. It doesn't look like how we're used to doing things. It, so it was really convenient and comfortable and natural when we had playdates to go to and bunko nights and relief society. But now that a lot of that isn't available to us, we believe that we can't connect with others, but that isn't true. Connection doesn't come from the person and being with them, remember? Connection is an emotion, and we create that emotion within ourselves when we have a thought about that person that connects us to them. For example, you know, think of someone that you haven't seen in a while that you absolutely adore. Maybe you have something in common with them. Maybe they're a relative that's passed away. Just visualize this person and notice all the great things that you think about them. And now is that person, notice like in some cases, like since you haven't seen them in a while, but you adore them, right? Notice how that person isn't with you. And did you notice that you were creating a sense of connection within yourself about that person just by thinking about them? They didn't have to be anywhere near you. They didn't have to say anything to you. They didn't have to touch you. None of it. You were able to generate all the connection on your own. Connection comes from you. That's like, that's why how, that's how some people are able to create connection with celebrities and people and influencers and people that they follow a lot is because they are invested in that person and spend a lot of time getting to know them and all that, do all those sorts of things. And they create that connection, even though they may have never even met that other person. And it's just, it really just goes to show that connection is something that we generate within us. It doesn't come from one person and then jump into our bodies. And so thinking intentionally about these individuals that you want to be friends with can create connection for you. And with that connection, you, you may be motivated to take action that has you reaching out to them um, in ways that are not necessarily the norm, you know, kind of pre-coronavirus. We kind of have to adapt to whatever the current landscape is in order to act on our connection. And so you might be writing them a letter or giving them a gift or invite them to go out on a walk with you instead of, you know, passing them in the foyer at church. 
you know, and so, but regardless of whether they ever receive the object or action of your connection, you still get to feel the connection that generated the object or action. And so to wrap things up, when it comes between deciding that you will connect with yourself and connect with others, just remember that you get to choose the connection. You get to decide that you will love yourself and others unconditionally. You get to decide that how you will show up in your friendship with yourself and for others. You get to decide that you matter and that they matter. When you decide on purpose that being a friend, what being a friend means for you and you carry that out in your relationship with yourself and for others, that is where you create connection and that is how you remedy loneliness no matter what state the world is in. And with that being said, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Bye-bye. If you would like to take the principles that I'm teaching here on the podcast deeper, I'd love to be your coach. I have a coaching program called the Divine Nature Project, where I take all the concepts I teach here on the podcast to, and help my clients develop the skills for mind management that will help them get to charity for themselves and from a place of self-love deepen their conversion and create a vibrant fulfilled life that they love too are you ready visit www.pagesmithcoaching.com and schedule a consult i'd love to see you there